Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Inside the Birds is back. What's up, everybody? Adam Kaplan and Jeff Mosher here, and hope every had about every hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. Uh, we are going to get back to some information gathering, uh, information giving, I should say, Adam. Here on this podcast, we had a great week last week with the Joe Banner interview. I think it was informative, but uh, I want to get down to some nuts and bolts of some things. I think it's going to be a really vital podcast adam for us to help explain to people the cap situation both this year and next year and how that ties into uh some of the reports we're seeing now about the eagles wanting to get jadavian Clowney or yannick uh, Ngakwe or whoever's <laughs> out there and i know you've yeah. got information on that yeah. and we'll go through it but i want people to leave this pod in particular with a better understanding of how things that happen in the off season are tied into things that happen at the trade deadline into the cap. I mean, there's just so much that goes hand in hand. I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there and uh, you know, I'll kind of deal with that as we go along. There's a, uh, there's one thing that kind of gets my blood boiling the way your blood is boiling on other things. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. And, and I'll bring that up later when we get there. But first I just wanted to tell people, um, that you can catch both interviews with Joe Banner. If you missed it, it's still uh, obviously available on any podcast platform, but also on YouTube. Um, both uh, parts one and parts two are available on YouTube if you'd like to watch the live video. And we thank Joe for uh, being a part of that. And I, I teased it in the last video that we did, Adam. We are having a amazing guest later this week. Oh, it's going to be we, on the podcast. Are we announcing the, it? We're announcing it. Go right ahead. Right here and right it. now. Do it. The one, the only, Brian Dawkins is going to join us to be on the Inside the Birds pod, uh, which will drop Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Now, this, Adam, is going to be a different kind of Brian Dawkins interview. Uh, we're certainly going to get into football, right? But we're not going to talk about the – hey, what was your favorite time as an Eagle or that game you always yeah, remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. Brian's been through that and done through that. Brian has become a big advocate, uh, as you know, Adam, for mental health. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. He's doing a lot of uh, initiatives with charities and talking to kids and talking to adults and talking to a lot of people about mental health awareness and how it affects him, how it affects others, how people can get help if they need it. And we are going to spend a lot of time talking with Brian on Brian Dawkins 2.0, the mental health advocate. And clearly football will tie into that. Um, you, Everybody knows now from his Hall of Fame speech and things about what he battled, the demons he battled as a player. And I'm sure, you know, even later in his life. 
Yeah, Jeff, I didn't know that. Brian and I worked at ESPN together for three or four years, and we got to know each other fairly well. And I know you you go way back with him, covering him uh, for your days in, um, with Comcast Sportsnet and the Wilmington right. News Journal. And I, I had no idea until I actually, A, watched his Hall of Fame speech. But you know what I, what I also saw on NFL Network was Brian Dawkins' um, Football Life. Yeah. I was stunned stunned um and i I so appreciate his willingness to talk about the struggles he had with depression and other issues that he went through Mm -hmm. uh totally shocked by it um as was i i was uh yeah and knowing growing up with people who've been depressed and been suicidal and stuff like that it really touched home for me and uh you know obviously we all know how great of a guy brian is and to put it all out there like that was it took a lot of courage and uh you know i i I so thank him for doing that i look forward to talking to him yeah, and obviously uh, we're we're you know eternally appreciative that he's going to come on and and have that conversation with us, uh, and it'll be out on Thursday morning as our normal podcast drops, so everybody can look forward to that. Uh, before we get into a few things, a few messages. Our Facebook page is doing great. We thank everybody who's become uh, a member. Also, the Facebook message board, the community group, close to eight hundred members now. So that's awesome. I mean, the thing's only a couple months old. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand, you know, maybe before the start of the summer, that would be great. So please spread the word, everybody get your friends involved because the one thing Adam and I do is a, we interact on the community message boards. We do answer questions or give our opinions, but B, we also really appreciate that the message board is filled with really constructive conversation, good dialogue, not your typical sports talk radio. Oh, this guy sucks type comments. <laughs> right, it's really, exactly. It's, it's really good. Uh, also, yeah. check out Inside the Birds TV on YouTube. Uh, we've been doing at least one, sometimes two videos a week. Uh, our last one we did uh, got a lot of uh, views, so we thank everybody. So make sure you're a subscriber on that. And this week, we're going to have a lot of new fresh content on InsideTheBirds.com. Uh, a- Andrew DeCecco and I are going to do a little bit of a way-too-early 53-man roster projection. And Adam, <laughs> maybe you'll uh, sure. throw your hat in there. Uh, sure. You've got a mailbag. It's already up. That answers a lot of questions that people had. Yeah, and, I appreciate um, it. I answered about 10 yeah. questions and I I did did I I dealt okay and by the way, on the IT ITB TV check out cuz I dealt with the clowny issue. Uh we mm-hmm. put that one to bed. Uh and then for, uh, the one more one more thing before we get started with our news and notes on the show which is going to be pretty extensive here. Uh when you when you go to Apple and you download, please 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 rate us and feel free to ask your questions there. Or you could do it also um, on our Facebook page because I'm going to go in and grab questions. The best ones are going to we're going to put them on there, and we took a lot of great questions, so I appreciate that, and we'll keep doing that for you. Right, absolutely. Keep doing that. We'll keep answering. All right, I want to get into um, a few of the things that we've been talking about lately as far as holes on the roster, Adam. I know you've got some information. Yeah. So let's let's start with um, running back because to me. Uh, this is like one of the bigger kind of unanswered questions. You know, we, we you and I have acknowledged that Miles Sanders is going to be the guy, but behind him, we're talking Boston Scott. We're talking Elijah Holyfield. Uh, who am I missing? Oh, Corey Clement resigned. It's yep. not, I think this team is used to having that veteran guy that, that you can rely upon like they did with Jordan Howard before he got hurt. So what are you hearing? Yeah. And remember it was, it was uh, 2017 when they signed, Garrett Blunt in May. Well, guess where we are? We're in May right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I put out on Twitter last week just a little hint, but I never gave the name out. I, I'm saving it for the show. Uh, they're going to, they, they, they're 
they want to sign a veteran running back, Jeff. They what they want are they want two or three things out of that back. They want volume. What does that mean? They're not looking for a scat back. They want a power back uh, who could probably handle if if Sanders can't play. They'd like to get a guy who could handle twelve to fifteen carries. They like that back to have a little bit better versatility than let's say Legarrette Blunt had. Blunt was just simply not going to catch the football. Uh, he, he didn't do that. Uh, and they like a guy also to give Miles Sanders a spell during the game. And the the guy that uh, I know they have they have some interest in, and we'll see if it happens, is a guy that's really really talented. Now the problem is Carlos Hyde's been on four teams in the last four years. Mm. Okay, and when he wherever he signs, it's going to be the fifth team. Uh, actually, technically, he was with the Chiefs, but he never played for them. So it actually would be five teams in five years, but uh, actually in four years. But nevertheless, this is a guy they have an interest in. They're looking for a veteran running back. High does turn 30 in in, in, uh, in September, but uh, he's been you know, been pretty durable lately, played all 16 games. You know what's really interesting about him? He's only had one 1,000-yard season and was last season with the Texans. How about that? Yeah. And then he and, lost his job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, they're not resigning him, so he's out there. The Eagles, I'm told, have interest in him. Uh, the kind of veteran they want, Jeff, they're only looking for one year out of him at somewhere around the veteran minimum maybe plus a little bit of upside depending on, on playing time and so forth. But if Carlos Hyde is going to have to make a decision on what he's willing to accept, uh, there's, there are no starting running back jobs out there. Uh, he would be in a great situation here for one season, could, could sort of revive his career. Mm-hmm. Look, he, he was a second-round pick of the Niners back in 2014. Those days of starting might be behind him, particularly this season. He would be a great signer for them. He's everything they need behind Sanders, Jeff. So I'm told yeah, Hyde is the guy they're targeting. He's a pretty unique guy if you think about it. He's 230 pounds, Adam, but he's he's only 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's, he's not a big – I'm sorry, no, he's six foot. But even six foot to be 230 pounds, that's kind of like power back, right? But he catches the ball pretty well. I think he had 59 catches one year. which In shows 17, can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not too long ago. So he can catch the ball pretty well, and I think he would fit the offense perfect. And he's the type of guy that when I'm thinking if Miles Sanders misses a game or two – and you need somebody to be able to run your offense. He has experience, obviously, in the West Coast offense. So yep, he knows the terminology, I make, yeah. I'd that, still rather have Devontae Freeman, but I don't know what Devontae Freeman's uh, asking prices. He, he's, he's on their list, but he's not – the issue with Freeman, though he's younger, is injury history. He's, he's been beat up the last couple of years, and you know that's something they like to avoid. But when you look at the landscape of veteran running back, there aren't mm-hmm. a lot out there left that have had extensive starting experience that can handle volume if you need it. They could no, also I catch agree. the football. So uh, when you really look at it, it's Freeman, it's Hyde. Lamar Miller would be the best of them all, but he's come back from a torn ACL, so forget about that. Uh, I mentioned Isaiah Crowell who told me that he, he's, he's running, he's fine, he's back from his injury. Shady McCoy's out there, but again, they have s- some interest. But at 32 years old, he doesn't have a lot left. And Ty Montgomery's a guy, boy. I'll tell you, anything that's looking for someone who can catch the football. I'm a fan. I know. I, I it, Yeah, yeah. So uh, they'll be able to get somebody. It's not a big deal. But uh, it's a necessary guy. I'm telling you, they have to have one more back. Because l- mm-hmm. let me outline this before we move on to the next position. Sanders is the starter. There's no question about that. Corey Clement, last two seasons, ended on injured reserve. He's on a one-year prove-it deal. Boston Scott's a change up a little bit on third down. Now, one of the other reasons why, Jeff, they want to look at a one-year deal with whatever veteran they sign, they strongly believe one of these guys between Holifield 
Michael Warren and Adrian Killens mm. could potentially fit in the future in future years in like 21 and 22 and 23 as potentially backing up Sanders. They want to take a look at these kids in training camp, whatever camp is going to happen. And they'll get a look at the mental part on their online classes that they're going to have with these guys. And they'll see what happens in July and August. Hopefully if they can get on the field, then what they can do, but they don't want to make a long-term commitment to the backup because we know Sanders is the guy and they like to look at these young kids potentially to back up Sanders in the future. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. You know, if it were any other team that we were zeroing in on, we would probably spend a lot more time talking about the issue at linebacker because just like running back, I mean, right now they did add Jatavis Brown. It's not like he was some kind of all pro. He's, he's another guy with a lot of athleticism, but other than that, you know, Nate Gary, TJ Edwards, uh, Alex Singleton, and then the kids that they drafted, right. Who, and we've already talked about Davion Taylor being somewhat of a project. If there's a, ever a group on the team that really could use a veteran, and then I think last year is May is when they signed Zach Brown, right? So that's, you know, two years ago, a couple of years ago, it was, uh, it was the, uh, the running back, LeGarrette Blunt. Last year mm-hmm. was Zach Brown. Is there a May linebacker on the way? I mean, I can't even – trying to think of like of a name that I would even target at this point. No there are a lot think. of them out there, but here's the way that the Eagles look at it. T.J. Edwards is going to start barring a surprise. I like T.J., by the way. Yeah, you and I have talked about him for now like nine months. This kid's got yeah. – he's 240. He's a solid 240. He's a smart kid. He's physical. He's not a speed demon. He's not the greatest athlete in the world. By the way, I think he's down from 240. I thought I remember last year them saying he lost about 10 to 15 pounds. Okay. To be well, a, well yeah. let's put it this way. He's definitely not less than 230. He's probably okay. – yeah, yeah. But you might be right about that. But at his height, he's – at his highest weight, he's at 240. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. they do like him. I would expect him to start. Nate Gary, obviously, he's, gonna, he's on the final year of his deal. Uh, he should start the one linebacker spot. And then – on the outside spot. And then Jatavis Brown should be the other starter. Now Duke Riley might get a chance to start Sean Bradley and Davion Taylor. I don't see them starting. You mentioned Alex Singleton. Could they use one, one veteran? Yeah, I I would say that. Um, No one really that I know of uh, who's been mentioned to me. That's on their list for to sign right now. Mm -hmm. Teams now have such leverage. Once you get through the draft, you've got leverage and there are a bunch of guys out there. It would fit their 43 scheme. Darren Lee could play in a 34 or 43. Um, after that, yeah, yep, he would fit in. Uh, there are a bunch. It's uh, Stefan Anthony. I don't know if they, he's a former first round pick of the Saints who's bounced around. Manti Teo's out there. Uh, Wesley Woodard, Woodard, who's an older player, but would fit who could play outside or inside for them. Uh, yeah, the, Corey Nelson, you're not going to bring him back. But Najee Good, who's been on and off the Eagles roster for five seasons. You know, Paul Warlow is a guy, I'm told he's completely healed from his ACL injury. Looks, mm-hmm. he's 100%. He's a guy that unfortunately had a setback last year, and then he had a had a family issue he had to tend to. So he was with the Jets. Didn't really work out there for him because he, he just was not, not ready. He's ready now. Maybe they take a look at him. So there are a lot of guys out there, Jeff. Yeah, they, they, it's kind of like a, a dime a dozen deal. They're all pretty much of the same echelon or caliber. I don't know. The more you, you said some of those names, Adam, the more I just was like, might as well just go with what you got. I don't know if a Najee Good is going to come yeah. here and do anything differently. Plus, they don't. Th- th- this is this is the way that you know Joe Banner explained it to us uh, in, in our shows. Uh, th- th- this is not a position they're going to invest money in. They're just not going to do that. They've done it a couple times over the years. Michael Kendrick extension many, years ago in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Bradham. He got a market, somewhat of a market deal from the Eagles over the years, but that's really it. 
Uh, by the way, in May, you're definitely not going to be signing a linebacker for a lot of money. That's just not the way it works. So right. uh, I wonder if Duke Riley would get a shot, who did a good job. In, on Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Special teams for them. He started you know, a bunch in his first couple of years for the Falcons. The only kind of dot I can connect, right, is that, as you mentioned, he started for the Falcons and, uh, I don't know, Marcon Manuel is the cornerbacks coach. I'm not sure how much of a voice he's going to have about who's oh, yeah, playing that's right. That's right. Just, we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, that's what the competition will be for, as it is every year at that position. That's the only one in training camp where we say, hey, there might actually be some competition here for a job on the field. Well, uh, well, although a corner, though, Jeff, I know. Well, right? That's what I was going to get into with you here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm fascinated to see how this works out because Russell Douglas is just a fourth corner. Okay. We know what he is. Okay. He, he's not going to be brought back after the, okay. After this season, there's no chance of it. Sidney Jones needs to prove himself. He'll compete against Maddox for the starting job opposite Slay. But that job to me is really open. Maddox mm-hmm. is the default player because he's just a better football player than Jones right now. But Jones, they're going to give him one more chance. Uh, the kid, I'm going to give you a, we, we didn't really cover the undrafted free agents. I'm going to give you a name here. Prince Smith is a corner from New Hampshire, could flat out run. He's just small. Mm-hmm. He's, if any, I know it's going to be harder because there's no offseason for these undrafted free agents, but just keep an eye on that kid. We mentioned before Trevor Williams who was with the Chargers, started right. a little bit for them at, from, uh, he's the kid from um, Penn State that, that people have asked us about. But this mm-hmm. Prince Williams could could run. Tape's decent. A uh, bunch of teams I know had a, like a seventh or sixth round grade on him. But he came from, you know, he's a small school kid. Keep an eye on this guy. He's real competitive. Remember that name, Prince Smith, one of the – how many princes are on this team? Uh, you got Prince Tegawanogo, Prince Smith, <laughs> Prince Amukamara could sign tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, could resign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> King Dunlop, right? That's hilarious. Anybody else in, in yeah. the uh, Prince in, in Kings? 
Yeah, Pat- <laughs> if Patrick Queen was drafted by the Patrick Eagles, Queen could have been, yeah, been yeah, drafted yeah, by the. Oh, it would have been a hilarious. real flush. But anyway, exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't play poker. I never got into that game. But anyway, um, that that's pretty much it for. Uh, well, it's just weird yeah. because you and I remember that um, Chris Harris had said oh, yeah. he came out publicly <laughs> yeah. and said he yeah. he was going to sign with the Eagles, and that was shocking. Or he said he was deciding between teams, including the Eagles, and we we you know why they would want another short slot corner when they were looking for outside help, maybe they just thought he could play the outside better than, than yeah, Maddox. I don't I, know. I, I, I'm told that Chris Harris's view and the Eagles view of, of how close they were. <laughs> Harris said basically it was either the Chargers or the Eagles. Well, I could just tell you that the Eagles offer was less than the Chargers and they were Eagles did not feel like they were close. And I mm-hmm. suspect this is just me thinking here uh, based on the information I've had for the last three months, even if they sign Harris. Yeah, it would have been, Higher than your normal slot corner, I don't think this would preclude them from from trading for Slay. I don't. I don't think it would have. Right now, the question would have been, how much in cap dollars would the, were they tied up in their secondary? That's another situation. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, I just thought it was bizarre when Chris Harris said that because it didn't really make any sense to me why they why they would. But I do know this: they were going to upgrade their their slot corner position. Mm-hmm. Because they, I, I, I suspect that they thought Maddox would be playing outside, and right now he is. Right. Well, and we'll see how that goes, and and we'll see if any moves uh, are made at that position between now and and uh, training camp. As I always remind people, Ronald Darby wasn't an eagle until midway through training camp. Now I don't know if how he's going to be flipping third round picks for outside corners because you and I agree that we think Maddox is pretty decent. He just needs to be given one role and told to stick there, and he'll pre- he'll well, be good. The, but- the- the only issue, though, is his size. He's 5'9", right. and that, that to me is something. The City Jones is t- a couple inches taller, and obviously Douglas is the tallest of them all, but he, he's been so below average. He just can never play consistent football. He was their superstar in the OTAs last year in their offseason program, mm-hmm. but very inconsistent player. And I'll, That's a position, though, folks. If there's someone out there that becomes available, like a veteran that they like, it's not going to cost them a lot of money. It would not surprise me at all if they add them. Well, let me, before I move on, just because you mentioned it, so I, I'm going to bring it up. All right. What would you rather have, a short corner who can run or a tall corner who doesn't run well? So what I'm basically asking you is would you rather have Avante Maddox on the outside or Jalen Mills? Well, Mil- yeah, Mills, is, yeah, Mills is going to play more safety, but uh, I no, would have... I know, but I'm, what I'm saying is that's what... that I'm comparing oh, oh, one versus the right, other. Right, right, right. I would rather okay. have Maddox out there, personally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Look, the, mm-hmm. Now, now, remember, their slot corner, mm-hmm. Mikel Roby Col- Coleman, is five foot seven, two-tenths of an inch. Just keep an eye on that. That's I know he's competitive. It's tough as nails. Oh, yeah, they're tiny. But he's small. I mean, he's small. So you put a five-nine corner and a, and a five-seven and two-tenths of an inch corner, it's a little bit concerned. Just keep an eye on that. Right. That's why I like what they're doing with Mills, by the way, because when they put those tight when they face teams that have good tight ends that are in the flex, you don't want Nikel on a tight end who's six two, six three. But if you can put Mills on that and then have Nikel Roby either covering a slot receiver or a back out of the backfield, then it gives you a better matchup, I think. Yeah, you can be more creative and and with your optionality. Correct. You, you can rotate him and move him. The good thing is with this, they've got a they've got a lot of positional versatility way more than last year probably more than they had and we'll we'll get into wallace and 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 really that the secondary in in probably in june when we start breaking down the roster but you're right this team's got a lot of versatility way more than they had in uh, recent seasons 
Right. All right. I want to get into this cap deal, this contracts. We need to talk a lot about it. Um, But first, I want to tell everybody about our friends at DraftKings. The sports landscape landscape is ever-changing, and this week is no different. Lucky for all of us sports fans that DraftKings Sportsbook has us covered. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and they know a thing or two about a sports-inspired payday. They're based right here in the U.S., not some offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. There's no need to meet a bookie in a barbershop to bet on sports. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet wherever, whenever, like Shakira says, and you don't even have to leave your house. Since launching, DraftKings Sportsbook has skyrocketed to the top of the App Store and is the top-rated sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ITB when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code ITB to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 or older, Pennsylvania-only in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Adam. I'm going to tell you what really bothers me. Uh-oh. Here, here, the crawl. Get the cr- get ready? What's in your crawl? Makes my blood boil. Every offseason, <laughs> especially lately, right, the Eagles' salary cap situation comes up, whether they're close to it. In, in years past, they used to be, like, great cushion. And right now, they have for this year, they have a, a pretty good cushion. But lately, right, in the last two or three years, Howie's had to give out a lot of big contracts. Uh, we know about that. And in the last few years, he's had to make moves to be to really, you know, get under the cap. And so Jason uh, from over the cap, I forget his last name. He put out a tweet and his Twitter is Jason underscore OTC. And his tweet the other day was that the Eagles lead the NFL with nine contracts that average at least $10 million a year. Okay. There's four other teams. I'm sorry. Six other teams that have eight contracts. And we're going to take this way farther. Jason does yes, a great job. Are. I love their stuff. He does a great yeah. job. Um, and what I did, wait, yeah. real quick. So yeah, what yeah. I did was sure. I quote tweeted and I said, this is why people are misled when they see that the Eagles are $20 million under the cap this year. And they say, you got money, go get Yannick, go get whatever, yeah. go go spend, spend. Why are we $20 million under the cap, right? They, they have to understand that the Eagles have cap issues the year after, the year after. So I put that on tweet, that they are going to have cap problems if they don't make certain moves, right? And the responses I get, Adam, on Twitter are (laughs) just like, Howie's the master of the cap. He's got it taken care of. This is no problem for Howie. Howie always gets under the cap. Howie's never had a problem with the cap. People, I understand that Howie Roseman is going to get the Eagles under the cap. Do you know why I know that? Because he freaking has to. Every GM (laughs) has to have their team under the cap. Yeah. He is good at contracts. He's very, very good. This is not the debate. The point I'm, I try to make that I think people are struggling with is that to get cap compliant with what you and I know is that a lot of salaries are going to be jumping up, jumping up. He's going to have to make some very difficult personnel decisions. And he's already made difficult personnel decisions. These things don't go in a vacuum. When you don't trade for Jalen Ramsey – because you're thinking about the dollars you have to pay him or you don't get Yannick Ngakwe or you don't trade, which they may not, you probably won't, or Jadavion Clowney. It's because money is in mind. They have a lot of big contracts that we'll get through. So I just want to explain to people, Adam, that we know how he's good at the cap and cap management, but that doesn't mean he waves a magic wand and the money gets cleared. 
he's got a lot of difficult decisions to make coming forward. Yeah, and, 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 and it's funny. We About six months ago, we were on this, and we talked about it, and I just wanted to clarify something. I never said it was easy. Someone asked me about that on Twitter a while back and said I, I was kind of blasé about it. I don't worry about the cap anymore. I used to actually have an Excel file. I, tr- I, I, I did cap breakdowns for about I don't know, 25 teams for about 15 years, and I stopped doing it because every team would – like the teams just stop having issues with the cap. Mm-hmm. But what I started to see in the Saints and Eagles as we get into this do the same they, – they, they're very similar in the way they do it. The Eagles in recent years, what they do is they restructured a large number of contracts. And what happens is it's almost like a balloon payment. Over the years, the back end of the contracts or the second or third year, like the first year, obviously, the, the, the cap number is way less. It's way lower. But as you go along, when you keep restructuring, the numbers increase, increase, increase. To the point where we have what are called dummy years, Jeff. Almost, I studied, I, I spent actually about five or six hours mm-hmm. looking all this stuff up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a couple of people help me that I trust work for some teams and, they explain it to me. The Eagles use a mechanism, um, and the Saints do the same thing. So many veteran contracts have what we're called dummy years. What happens, what that means is when you restructure, uh, the, the contracts are extended, but they don't have any base salaries. So, if right. like, and, and I'm seeing a lot of that. So, what happens is it's fine as long as you don't have to cut these players. But if, if, if you have to cut them, and we're going to go over this, you start incurring a lot of dead money. Now, Dead money, just so we explain this, it counts for players who are no longer – they count against your cap, but they're no longer in your football your, your football team. So you got to be careful with that. The Eagles have had a long history of getting these right, the restructures. They're like 14 – I just looked this up today. 14 out of the last 15 restructures. This is I'm not talking about individual players. I'm just talking about restructures. Like Zach Ertz is restructured three times. Some players are restructured right. four times. Got them all right. But the one they missed on is Jeffrey. And as we go over that one, mm-hmm. that one is so bad. It's not just the proration if they cut them. It's not the dead money, which is just under $26 million. I forgot that. I didn't forget, but I, I didn't realize that um, it's the fully guaranteed money that, that, that they're going to owe him, which is subject to offset if they cut. They're not going to cut him, I'm right. told. They're, they've no, they're not going to do that. They would either trade him by a festivist miracle that's not going to happen. Who the hell would take that contract? But it's just that they, they he has over eleven million fully guaranteed. There's a there is a um, option, fully guaranteed option bonus, uh, which is just under two million. That brings it. I know people are talking about ten million, but it actually brings it over to eleven and a half million. So look, they, and we'll go over these contracts, offense and defense. But man, it's unbelievable. Thirteen contracts next year, Jeff, on against mm-hmm. the cap count for over two hundred eleven million. It's unbelievable. Wow. And that's just 13. Yes. And yes. this year's cap was about 180 million, correct? No, 190, one, 198.2. 190. Okay. 198 or 190? 198.2. Now, right. I'm also, we'll get started with once, Jeff. Mm-hmm. He has his cap number right now is, for 2021 is 23.156 million. But there's um, there are team and individual performance incentives and escalators in his contract, which almost certainly will bring the cap number over 30. 30 million and it, it'll go up to if he hits all of it just under 35 million that's why people are talking about 35 million next year it's right. not exactly accurate right now but there's very there's a better than 50 50 chance it'll happen mm-hmm. it's but this is not unexpected this is the way they knew this was going to happen this is just because remember his contract 
less than a year ago got uh, extended. Yes. And by the way, I want to remind people that a recent development, I guess it's not really recent, but it was in the last CBA that was negotiated. The Eagles used to be able to, the Eagles used to capitalize in the Joe Banner days on signing good players after two years, just ripping up their rookie contracts and giving them new deals that were team friendly because they were giving upfront money. And not only that, they were taking the last two years of that rookie's contract and storing all that money into it. So a rookie might be on the going into the third year of his deal, making like 600,000. Now he's making like 3.6 million because they took 3 million of that new money. They gave him, put him in the old contract, but because you can't do that anymore, right. With like, like say with uh, anybody who gets an extension. Now you have to wait three years to do it. You know now. why? It's called, the, now that's, called the Joe, that's called the Joe Banner rule. The that Joe was Banner put rule. In yes. <laughs> because so many players, uh, they weren't happy that look, they could have said no. Remember Michael right. Lewis? I don't know if you're covering the Eagles and Michael oh, Lewis. Oh, yeah, I safety. remember. Yeah. yeah. He was the famous one who turned down a deal. He turned right. an extension, which was surprising. He was really never the same after he left the Eagles. Good, solid player. He went to the Niners. But mm-hmm. um, so that so then what happened was any drafted player in the 11 CBA, and now obviously the the, the, the new one, uh, you have to wait three years to extend the player. You can't do it in two, after two. Right. But on drafted guys, you could, you could extend them after one if you want. Absolutely, you can. That's why it's good to hit on those guys. I guess the big difference I'm trying to point out is that when you do do an extension now after three years, it only gives you, for most rookies, that that one year extra to store that new money in. Uh, You know, like the way the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson, right? When they gave him his first contract extension, they put a lot of that new money into his his fourth year, which was he was a a third-round pick, so he's making like $600,000. Then all of a sudden, by year four, that turned into like, 4600000 Four million six hundred because they were able to take new money and put it in an older contract. Just because it's it's they start the extension the year after, right? It's, it's just har- under- it's harder to do that now, right? The, just understand the first year is always, always going to be relatively low. When mm-hmm. I say that, it's by the position, but and then the next year the cap numbers go up, and then what happens is when you start ex- when you start restructuring, boy, those cap numbers get absolutely inflated. And wait to hear some of these numbers. I yeah, let's I start thought I knew. I thought I knew before I before, but man, I. Couple of them just shocked me, but I get it. It's it's by restructuring. All right. Well, let's start with you mentioned offense. We just went to yeah. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, let's repeat Carson again. It could be at it, best case scenario for the Eagles. Well, I don't know if that's true because that means he doesn't reach incentives. Right. But right now, it could be as low as twenty three million, but it's more likely to be closer 30 to thirty five million. Correct. Right? Exactly right. So let's move on to Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson. Uh, his base, his cap number this year is eight point six zero million. It, yeah, eight point six zero nine million. You're going to hear me say two things as we go through this. Cap number is the actual cap number. Cap hit refers to what would happen if you traded or cut the player. What would be the, the cap hit, the impact on your cap because of bonus acceleration or guaranteed money that's left on the contract. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people get that confused and you hear you hear reporters talk about it and sometimes it's actually not right. So you're going to hear us differentiate between the two because I want to make, make sure people understand that. Deshaun's cap number is just over $8.6 million. Now next year, it goes up to ten point nine three four million. Now, here's the here. Now we're going to get into the dummy years. Mm-hmm. They're dummy years on his contract. If they cut him or trade him next year, there's just under six million dollars in dead money. I I don't know, Jeff. It's I'm not going to significant gonna, amount of money. He, what's that? Significant amount of money. That's yeah. It's, it, it, well, it, I'll tell you what. It becomes real significant, and when you add up all the dead money that's going to be on their cap if they have to walk away from players, 
Right. I'm not going to rule out Deshaun being back in 2021. Um, he's in phenomenal shape. He, he would look. His plan was to play in that playoff game and suck it up and not be 100. percent Just give him whatever he could. The mm-hmm. next after the Seattle game, if they would have won, but they didn't. So he's fine now. Oh, he's he's ready to go. He's got a lot to prove, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he, I'm not ruling out him come back for 2021. If you would have asked me in December, it's, I would have said no way. Like when we reported that he was going to be back uh, for for this season, mm-hmm. um, I never even thought of 2021. I thought no way. But you know what? I, I, I've learned to if a guy's committed and he's healthy, he can't play 12 games again. He can't play zero, your one game like you did last year. But he can't be his normal 12 games and not play. You know, not play close to 16. Right. We'll see. I'm not rolling it out. Well, this is going to be one of those tests that I'm talking about with Howie and the difficult decisions, right? If Deshaun goes and has a thousand yards and eight touchdowns and is uh, the Deshaun that everybody remembers, do you keep him at 10.934 in 2021, knowing that you already drafted Rager, you drafted two other wide receivers with speed and you brought in Marquise Godwin, right? I mean, that's, you were basically doing that to replenish the position at lower cost labor. If Deshaun has a really good year and he winds up walking because how he's got a clear cap space, I know fans are going to be mad. They're going to say, how they do you won't. let this guy walk? I'm just telling you they're not. Uh, uh, I, I, listen, they're, yeah. I, I've seen it happen already with any with, with players less of less caliber than Deshaun. I mean, I do think certain people understand age, Adam. I'm not trying to say that. But when guys have really good years and walk, fans don't like that. They don't like that Malcolm Jenkins isn't here. They didn't like it when LeGarrette Blunt walked after winning the Super Bowl. That There's one, always a right? But the 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 the, um, the Malcolm Jenkins one was a little bit different. In fact, it was significantly different. This was he was he. It, this is a difference of opinion of what he was worth. Mm-hmm. And I get it that they walked away from a guy who's still in his prime, not the same player, but high character guy, unbelievable for the locker room, unbelievable for the community. But it was a business decision. Um, you know what's interesting? I don't sense the outrage that when Doc now, now Dawkins, when Doc left, when the Eagles did not bring him back, you know they walked away. The way it was handled wasn't right, and I think Joe Banner has talked about it before. We didn't really get into it with him on on, on our our podcast here on our two shows, but we will in a future one. That outrage was just ridiculous. I mean, it, and I, I I don't blame people. It was not handled well. Fans are furious. They they have every reason to to feel that way. I know I know fans were disappointed. But mm-hmm. man, you know what's? I did not. Maybe you thought differently, but I didn't sense the outrage like with when Doc walked. Uh, not probably the same level, but I think for the first forty-eight hours of it, there was a lot of. I detected a lot of anger about it. Um, but but I think the difference here is with Doc. It was so shocking because we all thought he was staying. Where Malcolm, right. we knew that he might he might be leaving. It was fifty. Yeah, plus one's a homegrown eagle that nobody Correct. ever thought would leave. That's right. Malcolm kind of came here. I think there was a little bit difference. But good point. Right. Good I point. did notice people saying like, the Eagles have all this money under the cap this year. Why couldn't they just pay Malcolm? It's Jenkins? not that. It's it. And Jeff just outlined it. They've got future issues uh, which we're going to go through here. And plus, uh, they did want to get younger. It was not easy for them to do it, but it's something they felt they had to do. All right, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, I think a lot of people already know that that it's a painful, painful cap hit. It's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> if they cut him, okay, right now his cap number this year is $15.446 million. Mm-hmm. Next year, because of the restructure, 18, $18.4865 million. If they I cut, can't believe how, I still, I, I still know. can't believe how he did it. It's not, it's so atypical. But it's the only mistake that. he's made. I, I went through so many restructures that got him all right, and no they're going to get him all right. 
But this one, I don't know why. I don't. I don't have an answer. I can't even answer it. I, I don't know. But yeah. if they cut him now, the dead money would be twenty six million. They're not going to do that. I, they could use the, the post June one rule, but they're not, they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's tied into the guaranteed money that they have. The offset. The offset credit would come next year. It doesn't come the same season. Right. Uh, and remember, they've got two dummy years, twenty two and twenty three. Uh, the if they cut them after twenty one. The dead money would be five point, just over five million. See that that's not a huge number, but the problem is if they walk away from Deshaun, we're going to get through other players. The, mm-hmm. the dead money in one year is going to be enormous. It's just it's if when they walk away, when you restructure and players walk away, they retire, you cut them, trade them, whatever. The number if you keep if you add like seven or eight players, the number is really big. Yeah, no, it is, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with him once he gets healthy. You say that nobody's going to take the contract. I'm no not. Hell. I, I don't necessarily agree that that he can't be traded when healthy, depending on what situation other teams are in. Somebody might lose a wide receiver. The Eagles may make a deal where they can absorb some more than normal. I, I, there's things. There's ways around it. But I, I I could see Alshon getting flipped for like a five or a six. To a team I, I, all right, we're going to make a receiver. bet. I'm going to give okay. you 100 to one odds. 100 to one odds. Okay. But here's the one. Uh-huh. If okay, if he gets traded, I will I will write a check to your favorite charity for a hundred dollars. Okay. My favorite charity is Jeff Mosher LLC. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be it can't be like the human fun, okay? It's gotta be real. It's gotta be real. My, uh, can't be money, one of my shell companies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. The the uh human funds money for people, but the one right. the one you owe me lunch. You owe me lunch if, if they don't if they're unable to trade him. All I, right. Look, well, I'll say this about real. Alshon. I'll say this about Alshon. When you look at so, their receiver core, a, a physical, tough receiver, we don't know about Ortega Whiteside because he was hurt last season, though he's healthy now, and we'll, we'll see about him. But Alshon's the only one who could go get it deep, with, I mean, be physical. He's not fast, but he mm-hmm. at least could be physical. He's going to help them. I, I, I expect him – we'll see if I'm right, but I expect him to be on the roster this season. Uh, we've been outlining for about six weeks that we were hearing he's probably going to be back. So. Mm-hmm. I change, expect him but... to be on PUP when the season starts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he comes off week four, five, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, yeah. For there to be a deal in place with somebody. Well, no, day. but he wouldn't be back week four or five if he's on PUP. Oh, if he starts on PUP, it's got to be what? First eight weeks, is it? Um, Forget yeah, how it works. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't have the rule in front of me. There's so many different rules with yeah, IR designated for return. Yeah. That, but nevertheless, he's not back in four or five weeks. But right. if they think he's back before that, they wouldn't, they, what would happen? He's going to start training camp on PUP, obviously, but right. they could take him off of it and just have him inactive and, and have him sure. active. But the problem is he, in season, he counts against your roster. If he's on PUP in season. He does not. And right. That's why they have to make a decision. Uh, I, I look and, and Alshon and his, I mean, uh, Carson Wentz and his interviews over the last week seem to indicate that he's okay without he and, he and Alshon get along. He said, he, said he was in contact with him. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm stunned that he didn't come out and say he hated Alshon Jeffrey. And no, but I get, was, but I get it. But at team. least he's been in contact with him. Well, that is, yeah. I mean, don't they? I thought that everybody on the offense talks to each other. I thought, but I mean, I don't know. So I don't make much of a big deal of that. Is not. Right, I don't think that they hate each other, by the way. I don't, no, they don't. I, I, I know it for a fact. Is, yeah, they know. They don't. Yeah. It's just, I think this decision is more based on the money, the fit at this point now. They're trying to get faster and, and you know, just kind of turning over a new leaf. But we'll see. I'll take you up on your bet. I'll find a charity. You got it. All right. Uh, Zach Ertz <laughs> is an interesting one to come up yeah. on because 
we can talk about his numbers, but those might change in the next month or two, depending on what happens from an, uh, from an extension standpoint. Yeah. All right. So let's get through this quickly. 2020 cap number seven, 12.485 million next year. It's just about the same, mm-hmm. uh, just over 12 million. Now the two dummy years built in from the, uh, the last uh, restructure. I, I think it's restructured at least three times, maybe four. Uh, there, there's minimal dead money. It's about three and a half million if they would cut or trade him after 2021. Now you're right. So, so I'm told there's been no negotiations since December, and it's real simple. Once George Kittle gets his deal, there's going to be negotiations. So, mm-hmm. George Kittle because they need a number to work off from. George Kittle, of my 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 projection, is going to get 13 to 15 million a year. It's going to be Hooper got a nice deal. The guarantee structure is really good. Yeah, he uh, got what eleven, just APY? over eleven, right? Over over eleven. Yeah, uh, I put Kittle. Th- I would see. I would think thirteen is is right. Th- thirteen to fifteen. Here's the deal, I, and I know that Hooper was an unrestricted free agent. George Kittle is way better. No, 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 no insult mm-hmm. to Hooper. He's a good athlete. Mm-hmm. George Kittle's the best all round tight end in the National Football League because he does everything: catch and block. Like no, there's nobody's business. He's just really good. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so Zach has got to see what that that where where that contract is. So, uh, I would not expect any heavy negotiations until Kittle gets his done. Uh, so that's it for Ertz. But you know, one thing I do want to add, Jeff, here's the complicated part about this: the Eagles could could extend Dallas Goddard's deal after the season. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know how you do that. How how, how do you pay two I, tight ends? I don't know. Now, everybody happen? naturally assumes that Ertz is the guy that gets traded, right? When they're ready to go on to um, Dallas Goddard. I'm not 100% sure of that. I could see Goddard having a really good year and the Eagles trying to trade him, especially if they give Ertz an extension. Or, I don't know, could they keep both if these wide receivers they drafted don't work out? Certainly possible. I think anything's on the table now. They have to evaluate yeah, well, it when they get to that point. Right, and they've really have been waiting. And you start to see some of it, Ertz and Goddard together. Uh, but folks, Goddard had a very bad calf injury, which he suffered. Uh, no one really knows this. We talked about it last season, but what I didn't realize is is how bad it was. He's a mm-hmm. tough guy. He had a calf, a fairly significant calf strain within the first three days of training camp. No one knew about it until he until late in August. And then remember, he had the setback in the Falcons game. Prior to the right. Falcons game, did he play in that game? I, I can't remember now. I can't remember. Um, but I just know he. I feel he like nobody Al- did. Right. I know he had a setback and he's just, he wasn't right till the the second half of the season, but Mm -hmm. man, if you could with all the speed, Jeff, say goodbye to your credit card rewards, greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If if Deshaun's healthy, relatively healthy, and one of these kids makes it and is, is a factor, well, Rager's mm-hmm. obviously going to be a factor. But if Hightower plays, 
and those tight ends and and Sanders, how in the world do you defend this team? <laughs> I don't know. I, although I've thought that for the last few years, but nobody stayed healthy. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to being able to answer that question. If yeah, everybody thank you. Yeah, I got healthy. it. I got it. All right. Let's One move quick on. point on Hurts yeah. though yeah. is that, and this is a guy who on Twitter, when I was talking about contracts, people are saying, well, Ertz is going to get a new extension and that's going to lower his cap number. I think people automatically assume that when you get an extension, your cap number automatically gets lower. That's usually for rookies, as I mentioned, who have the ability to move money around. I don't know how you would, if you do give him a low cap number, as you mentioned, he's supposed to make 12.48 this year. That's his cap number. That's not his salary. That's his cap number. It's not his salary. But if you're able to lower his cap number, it's just going to make it higher down the road he's not young anymore yeah and you have to when you when you make these long-term bets you've got to deal with guys who are not in their 30s mm-hmm. and guys you're looking for three things here age injury history and production once they hit 30 and joe banner does a phenomenal job you know, i i'd asked him on our show last week you know what what is with you and the 30 year old players I and mean, i was kind of joking because he would people would knock him for that and he explained it very clearly History yeah. shows that players generally go downhill. They start regressing at 30. You got to be very careful. I know Zach and, you know, knock on wood in recent years has been healthy. He's done a great job of just, just a great pro does turn 30 in October. You have to be careful of how far you go with him and, right. and structure. You got, you want to be able to get out of the deal after two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then with all the, 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 the dummy years that are built into these contracts, you know, you. I, I don't they, they, look. If they're assigned to an extension, they're not going to be looking to move them. That's just not happening, right? But after two years, you got to be able to get out of these deals. That's that's the way that deals are done now. Yes. So that means taking what you're saying, if you're going to give Zach Ertz an extension that makes him among the highest paid tight ends after Kittle, right? And it's basically going to be, be the number two, two guy. Yeah. Or, or yeah, down, and it's and Travis Kelsey too. By the way, he needs a new deal. Man, is his deal outdated? Right. So you give Ertz an extension and most of the guaranteed money is in year one and year two, that means he's going to have high cap numbers in 2021 and 2022. Well, well, the, the, here, here's the deal. His cap number, 4.81 million. His base salary right now is 6.66 million. Mm-hmm. The, it, the, the problem is the proration's already over uh, in, in, in 19. Right. It's 5.8215 million, right? You're going to, what you're going to want, see what you can do, is you give him a solid big signing bonus, and, and the Eagles are. We should call them the option bonus team. This is their mm-hmm. mechanism, uh, which they've done in the last two or three years. The big on option bonuses, uh, guaranteed option bonuses, or option bonuses. The problem with op- the option bonuses is that you. It's just like you. It's like like a signing bonus. There's a lot of paration. You know, you you, mm-hmm. you kick it out with dummy years, man. You got to be careful with that. So, um, we'll have to see, man. Last year when they see, here's what they did last year. When they re, re, when they restructured him, they they cut his base salary way down to right. eight hundred five million. But what did they do? They converted that base, a lot of his base, ninety percent of his base was converted to a signing bonus. There you go, proration. There you Keep, go, dummy years. You, you, that right. that's the thing you walk into. Yeah, I just think that when you get with players who are twenty nine, thirty, and north of that, it becomes a little bit more of a tenuous situation. Oh yeah. 24, 24. Oh yeah. Oh, and that yeah. brings us to the offensive line because all of those guys go. are pretty much right. uh, 30 or North. I mean, Jason Kelsey, we'll start with him. Yep. Uh, he's, he's not like ridiculously paid compared to the, some of the names we were mentioned, but for a center, he is, he's, he's high paid. He's solid. Center. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he, he became it for about two weeks, the highest paid center in the national football league. <laughs> yeah. He had a, he had a complicated structure with, with option bonuses, but 
the cap number's just about seven and a half million next year. It's eight point four million, but three dummy years. Uh, there's seven point two three million in, in dead money if they cut him after twenty one. Uh, well, the the thing is, Jason, Jason, I cannot see playing after twenty twenty one. I just don't see it. Right, uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I look. He may not play after twenty twenty. To be honest, right? Exactly. Right. Right. And Jason turns thirty three in November. Eagles Hall of Fame easily. I wouldn't rule out NFL uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. You never know. Got a shot. Um, yeah, but he's got a lot. Of, he's got some dead money. You got to be careful. Of that three dummy years. Our guy Lane Johnson. This year he's <laughs> missed a restructure and extension. Now he he his last year was an extension uh, before mm-hmm. the season ended. His cap number this year is fifteen point six eight six million. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty one at sixteen point five zero one five million. He did, he he just had his birthday. I believe he just turned thirty. Let me just double check. I think he did just turn. 30. He did. Yes, he did. Happy birthday, Lane. He turned thirty right. May eighth. Uh, so Don't say happy birthday. Now he's all of a sudden cuttable. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but uh, he's got plenty of guaranteed money left. The yeah. the the he's you you, you got to be careful with you, you basically are locked in with him in terms of his contract is what it is. You're not going to restructure him again. Right. I, I don't see it. Um, he, he is signed through 2025. Um, I guess you can, but man, um, the, the, these dummy years, man, I, I haven't even got to that one yet. Cause I, cause they, they just extended them last year. Got to be careful with that stuff. You're, you're getting, you're, you're helping me get to my initial Go point ahead. was that how he's graded the cap. Howie was structured a lot of contracts uh, two, three, four years ago that really helped him alleviate uh, any cap nightmares. But these are many of the same players who took those restructures. Ertz, Lane Johnson, we're about to get to Brandon Brooks, Kelsey, and now they're this many years older. They can't be restructured the same ways anymore because any one of them, now that they're north of 30, is a danger to just keep kicking money down. You can have an Alshon situation all over again. And Howie's, of course, going to be conscious of that. Yeah, Brandon Brooks coming off of unfortunately another serious injury turns thirty one in August. Mm-hmm. Um, his his cap number this year is seven point seven nine million for a player of his caliber. It's very fair. Yeah. Now um, hold on to your buckle your seatbelt for yeah. the next one. <laughs> it doubles his cap number next year. Doubles to fourteen point five four million. And here's another thing: he ain't going anywhere next year because they, they did what's called an advance guarantee. Um, his base salary of of ten point four million. Became mm-hmm. fully guaranteed on on March twenty first for next year, mm-hmm. so he's not going anywhere next year. There's, you can't. They can move on from him after twenty twenty one. If they do, there's just over eight million in dead money. See, this is what I was talking about earlier here, uh, you know, a few minutes ago. If you start walking after these guys after twenty twenty one, there's an enormous amount of dead money. And I know that you can do post June one, but man, you got to be careful. Uh, there, there's um, you keep adding if you start adding up five or six veterans or you don't bring back. I mean, it's possible that Brandon right. Brooks has gone after he's he's one of the guys. I mean, we love the guy. It's great, great guy, great story, uh, great evaluation for agency. Certainly but, drafted a lot of offensive linemen. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to get to that. So that's all offensively. That just gives you a, a, a just an idea of these cap numbers and restructured how it's been working with them. So what would happen if Brandon Brooks, um, because now he is. I want to say, how old is he now? He because he was he turns 30. thirty. He turns thirty one in August. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he turns thirty one in August. That's kind of the area where you start to see some guys start to slip. Two big injuries last two years. Yep. Exactly. You telling me that if he has a subpar year or if he gets hurt, and misses a lot of games, 
that when 2021 rolls along and he's got that 14 and a half million price tag and what you said about the guaranteed money uh, be, that they're not going to be able to get rid of that without taking a severe hit that people are going to be happy about that well it's you it's yeah, going to kill Howie I mean, for that no it's 10.4 million yeah his it's guaranteed for injury it was guaranteed for injury previously right uh, but yeah he's uh it was guaranteed yeah so so they're pretty much locked in for, but quite frankly I don't see any Matt Pryor's I mean he's, he at least got on the field Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anyone on the roster who'd be ready to fill in for him unless they draft someone. I mean, Jack Driscoll, we'll see. He's a rookie. Right. Uh, Herbig has not started a game yet. Uh, right. when, yeah, we, we don't. My lot is a, uh, he's not going to be playing guard. He's a tackle, so right. they don't have his replacement on the roster. But I, I look if, if Brandon gets hurt again, a serious injury. Realistically, 2021 could be his last season, but we we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're locked into him for next year. All right, so we'll we'll monitor that down the road. All right, let's get into the defense because there are some staggering cap numbers there. Um, (laughs) First, I just want to thank our friends at PHLSportsNation.com doing a great job enhancing the fan experience with the coverage of the Phillies and the Flyers and the Sixers and the Philadelphia Eagles, and maybe some of these sports will start up again soon. But regardless, PHLSportsNation.com is still churning out great content, great podcasts, so make sure you check them out. And also, we're going to stop right here and pause one second for a word from our great sponsors. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, let's talk about these contracts on defense, Adam, because they are a sight to behold. Uh, why don't we start with the big fella in the middle? Fletcher Cox. Yeah, his cap number. A lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, his cap number. This is base salary, bonuses, all that stuff. This is like this, you know, the same structure as all these other players in terms of of the cap cap number. Uh, They won't be moving on from him. When he retires, hopefully he plays about four more years and they'll be fine. But uh, his cap number this year is $22.847 million. Next year, as of now, it's $22.46 million. He's look, he's a guy that remember they extended and then they've, they've um, he's got all sorts of option bonuses. Uh, his cat, his, his contract was restructured last in 2018. Um, uh, option bonus central with his contract, just cap numbers are enormous. He's now you're, you're fu- not that you're fine with it, but you could understand when you're t- arguably the second bed, Aaron Donald's the second is the best defensive tackle. Fletcher's probably mm-hmm. number two. You get it. I mean, he's a superstar. Yeah. He's a, yeah. You he, pay these guys money. That's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just no get around it. Right. Right. So the, the, his cap numbers are enormous. His his cap numbers are about as you know. It, it's just this is what you're dealing with with a superstar player. You've restructured. You've extended. This mm-hmm. is just what happens. Is he one of the players that restructured a couple of years ago, or is in eighteen he, he did? The... In eighteen he did. I know that. Right. I'm looking at that yeah. right now. Well, you know, I, no matter what Fletcher Cox makes, it was the failure of Chip Kelly to give him an extension after his third year that forced Howie when Howie came back 
to have to pay Fletcher even more money because he was, you know, right, right up against free agency at that point uh, or the franchise tag or else Fletcher Cox's numbers would probably be lower. But remember, Chip never extended him after year three. Instead of Michael and, Kendricks, but yeah. <laughs> right, he gave Michael Kendricks money, but not Fletcher Seven Cox. Seven million a saying. year. Oh, by the way, uh, Aaron <laughs> Donald, you want to give an idea of, of, of how you pay a superstar tackle? Uh-huh. Aaron Donald, highest cap number for NED tackle, probably in NFL history. $25 million is cap number. His base salary is $17 million. 2021, his cap number, $27.829 million. That, that That makes me hurt. I know, it's <laughs> but he's a he look. He's, he's going to be a whole player, player, though. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, so this yeah. is an example. The next player of what Howie does well with the cap, right? This is Javon Hargrave, who he just signed to a very uh, a very big deal uh, for a defensive tackle. And and Adam, I'll let you talk about this disparity in cap numbers here. But this is a, a way to fit a guy in for this year, knowing he'll make more money down the road because yeah, he's so young. Right. So Javon Hargrave, he pronounces it Javon. Oh, is it uh, Javon? Okay. Yes. It's yeah. It looks like it's spelled Javon, but he calls himself Javon. I've heard him speak. He, he said his name. So I'm like, all right, you would know, Javon, that you cool. were the guy. So uh, Hargrave's cap number this year is just $3.45 million. Mm-hmm. Next year, it goes up by four times, just about. Actually, maybe even five. Almost just five. To, yeah, almost five. Right? Right? I mean... 2021, $15.2 million. Now, what I think they'll do if he kicks ass this year, because mm-hmm. he's, he's young, relatively young, Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns just 20, he turns 28 in February. He's 27. Now I think they'll look to extend his contract and lower that cap number and lower his base salaries, 12.75 million. It's fully guaranteed, but they, mm-hmm. it's just cause it's so big. Um, they may look to do that. So, so look, they knew going in, this is the way they were going to structure it. Low cap number year one, major one year yep. two, it's a three-year deal. Uh, so, you know, you look at it that way. And then Malik Jackson, Look, remember, now, I don't know if you realize this, they restructured his contract before the season ended. I did not realize that. Yeah, so his cap numbers. My eyes are falling out of my head right now. Dummy years, folks. They're big on dummy years, just like the Saints. But it's, I'll tell you what, it's kicking the can down the road, but it's really working for him. But like I said, God forbid they got to cut some of these guys. I don't know if this is the kind of, if what you're saying here is that. It's working for him now. If if they they cut, cut, yeah, yeah. If they cut Malik Jackson after this year. Right, they still have to incur nine point one. I yeah. thought the original contract was going to get him out of it after two years. No, but what happened was they restructured. So this year's cap, yes, yeah, cap number is four point six six one million. And then let me open up my file here. Um, they restructured. Uh, they, what they did is they took his base, uh-huh. and they they did one of the the they the, a guaranteed option bonus. So what they did is it's just like a signing bonus. It just it gets prorated. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen is if they move on from him um, next year, there's going to be just over nine million in dead money because there's three dummy years. They added, they tacked on twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four with them because of the because of the option bonus. Right. Um, that's what happens. They they're just they're okay. Just, but let's yeah. let's go back to the original deal when they signed him. They signed yeah. him to a deal that made it that you could get out of it after two years, correct, with very little penalty. For some, just for the sake of being able to lower his cap number this year, they restructured him, gave him dummy years, and now have to incur over nine million dollars if they cut him after this year. I thought yeah. for sure they were going to cut him after this year anyway. Yeah, He's over now, thirty, right? You there's got no, Cox, you got Hargrave. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no guarantee money after this season, but they're they could walk away from the nine million bucks. There's also they'll, they'll actually gain ten million in cap space. There's a, but there's also dead money that offsets it if they cut him after 2021. Uh, you know, you use post June one, you half it, but 
half one year, half the other. But the, the, again, as I was saying earlier, I just don't here, understand why it was necessary. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm just looking at what yeah. was sent to me by uh, two two league sources. So I'm, I'm looking at that. Um, Brandon Graham, another one, monster cap number in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. This year, his cap number is only six point three million. But mm-hmm. remember, they restructured three dummy years. He's he's uh, he's on the cap through twenty twenty four, but only signed through twenty twenty one. Right. Um, there's three dummy years because they restructured. Uh, yeah, I love the- Brandon. I have a hard, I have a hard time thinking they're going to pay him eighteen million dollars in two thousand and twenty-one. Yeah, they were structured years. literally right before the, the the time to roll over the extra money. Right. Uh, they converted his base to a guaranteed option bonus. So it's again, there's a ton of there's a ton of proration if they cut him after twenty twenty-one. Um, it's just over twelve million for those final three dummy years. You you better hope. You you, you hope you, you're fine if you if you're okay with five or six million of dead mm-hmm. money because you you could you could post you and want it. But if you got six or seven players or or, or or you're getting rid of at one time, it's really hard on your cap, man. I, I, that's that's when it comes a real problem. No doubt about it. Um, Derek Barnett has an interesting cap number in the whole situation, right? Because of the fifth year option. Yeah, yeah. So Barnett's cap numbers are very manageable, for just over four million, four point oh eight eight million. Right. 2021. Now his his fifth year option number is 10.051 million. And here's the deal. One way or the other, there's zero chance he has that cap number. If they right. extend them, they're going to lower that number severely and fully guarantee right. it. Uh, and then extend them obviously down the road. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to save a lot of cap space with his number. They're, they, one way or the other, they're going to n- nail it down under. I'm sure they'll, they'll knock it down around a million or less. If they bring him back and just give him a big signing bonus, the option bonus is all that, all that junk. Um, that that's the way they'll handle it. But that, that number will not stay the same. I'd bet the house on that one. Right. Right. And we just have to have, see what kind of year he has. I yeah, mean, exactly. they literally might exactly. give him, if he gets off to a great start, has seven sacks in the first eight games, he might get an extension right then and there. Exactly. Right. By November. And then they can right, use exactly. this yeah. year. They could, that would still enable them to use 2020 season to put some of that new money into. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so when they people could, want to know why yeah. the Eagles are still twenty some odd million under and not spending, well, this is an example. Yeah. Derek Barnett, Avante, Matt, somebody could sign an extension in the middle of the year, and by you putting all that money or a lot of that money that he gets, the guaranteed into this year's cap, then it helps them lower the cap in two thousand twenty one and beyond. Right, and Ertz, if they extend, they can lower. Right, they could Same they thing. could they could extend Ertz and lower his cap numbers, but we'll see what happens. Then finally. Darius Slay, four point three oh, million. Another one, <laughs> right? Four point three million this year. Cap number right. next year, fifteen point seven five million. Yeah. Uh, the way I see this one, Jeff, is if he, if he kicks ass this season, he's all, he's twenty nine. He's very durable, high mm-hmm. character guy. You, you, you know, I know he had problems with the the, the head coach, but he was with the, Patricia. He wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. He just had to leave. They, he got out of that environment. Uh, now he's with the Eagles, a much better atmosphere. They're the winning team. I, I would expect that. I would expect them to look to extend his deal next year. Or certainly not. Certainly during the twenty twenty one season, if he if he's playing well, no later than that, because they need to start lowering his cap number. Right. Look, he, he's he could run. He's long. He Schwartz is, Schwartz knows him. It's all lining up for this to be a long term relationship. If he plays well and stays healthy, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So to put a summary on this, Adam, next year, 
in 2021, uh, the cap will probably, what does it jump? About 10 million a year? I mean, I know it, it does. Better, I mean, right? the, the, the NFL PA thinks so, but here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Jeff, if players can, if, if fans can't go to games this season, do you know how much money teams are going to lose? That is a problem. I, I'm going to just, it's yeah. hard to foresee what's going to happen. So let's right. just even, let's deal with it. Well, as that lowers the cap. That, that, that drops. Cap. I know. Oh, I know. that could drop at 20, 30. Per t- who the hell knows? It's, you're that would guessing. hurt a lot of teams, not just right. the Eagles. Yeah. Let's say it's normal, yeah. right? Okay. Let's say it's around $200 million. The Eagles, as we know, we don't have the exact number, but they're well, over well, two the ten, projected it, cap. It, Right, it should right. be. It was 198.2 this year. So yeah, let's just let's take a number. Let's take 210 million. Right, that's right. what the cap is. And what did you say? Those 13 contracts alone, the top 13. If Wentz hits, yeah. If Wentz hits, hits all the escalators incentives, uh-huh. 13 players will count for 211 million under the salary cap. Okay, that's not a lot. That's you know, that's pretty much the that cap wipes that everything we're out. About. Right. That, that right. And but that's not counting. I just wanted. I took every the highest cap numbers. Right. So what I'm saying is that means that some of these guys and some of the decisions will be easy. Some of these guys will probably not play well, right? Because that happens every year and it makes it easier for Howie to move on. But some of these guys are going to play well and they're at the age where you get scared about uh, restructuring. We mentioned them, whether it's Kelsey, whether it's Lane, whether it's um, uh, Fletcher Cox. I mean, you, you just can't restructure guys who are over 30 that much because you worry about. Correct. The cap hits. Yeah, down Dallas the did it. Dallas had been doing it for years, and right. it caught up with them with with uh, Romo retiring early, and Witten. Right. And right. you got to be careful with that stuff. You, Jeff's one hundred percent right. The Eagles have made smart bets with restructures. You know mm-hmm. what? I, we didn't ask Joe Banner this, but I wonder. You know, well, next time that'll be on my list uh, to ask him. I wonder how he feels about the way they've changed doing contracts here. When he when he was around, they rarely restructured. Right. But I know, I know, I get that. There are different ways to do it, and and I know that they they've the difference is though they're figuring out a way to keep this this core together. Mm-hmm. This is why this roster this year is a top five roster. Yeah. I get that they're they're weak at linebacker. No one's arguing against that. Corner, we'll see opposite Slay, but this line is going to be really really good. The running back special, the quarterback special, uh, D line is super special. Safety is probably going to be decent, solid. This is going to be a. This is to me. This is the top ten team, perhaps top five. I think somewhere between five and seven they are right now on paper, right. And they want to keep this core together for as long as they can, but I don't know how sustainable it's going to be long term. We're talking about twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four. Right now, a lot of people don't know, and we can help educate them here. Is that if you're under the cap, like they are right now, twenty five million dollars, you can roll over that cap space into the following season, and it sure would help the Eagles right now. Let's say. I think they're still going to spend a little bit of money. We talked about maybe a veteran this or a veteran running back. Right? Not a lot let's on say, them, though, but minimum no, 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 deals. No. Were just well, let's over say they it. roll over $20 million. That'll help. 25. That yeah. will help, right? But as you mentioned, after those, if those guys with their money, they're right at, with the cap. So that gives them $20 million of relief. But that also means if you roll over this money, that how are you going to go get Yannick Agakwe? How are you going to go sign Jadavian Clowney right now? How are you going to do anything, right? You need flexibility. You also have to sign your draft picks, by the way, which they haven't done yet. So when you look at rolling yeah, over that, that should space, be around Right, and that should be under – that'll keep them under $20 million. Keep going. Right. Yep. And then, again, you need money for extensions. You're going to have Maddox. You're going to have Barnett. You're going to have other – you need money for free agency next year if there's a major hole you're going to fill. And, and, so, and injury money, what, what GMs tell me, like if someone gets hurt and they have to go sign a veteran and they're – Right. You know, they got to do that. So you got to have rainy day money. So um, yes. look, they're going to have some challenges next year. There's no doubt. 
they'll, they, as you said, to start all this, they'll figure it out. That's what they're, yes. they're really working on it now. As I, I just, from talking to people, they have an eye on 2021. They, they know, they know the challenges. Right. And it's, you know, they, they're trying to navigate it. There, there's, it's, it's not something they're not used to. They understand this is a little bit more challenging. It's the biggest challenge they probably had. Right. But this is the challenge of trying to keep a great team together. It's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I remember Brian Billick telling me many years ago, after they won the Super Bowl, they knew they were going to have a one year the next year where they're going to have to walk away from a lot of players and they're going to take on a lot of dead money. The Bills right. did it. Brandon Bean told me, the GM of the Bills told me, like, look, they had a plan. When they came in, they were walking away from a lot of contracts. They're going to have a severe amount of dead money. They're taking it one year. And that's it. So they may not have post June one did. I, I can't remember. It's three years ago, but right. They'll make it. They'll have some decisions to make. But we're we're months away from that. Yeah. So for those who who just you know tweet to us or email and say, hey, it's no big deal. You just get rid of Alshon, you get rid of Deshaun, you get rid of Malik Jackson, you get rid of so and so, and then you're fine. To that we say, well, uh, a, lo- a couple of those contracts Adam mentioned had dummy years with dead money on it that you're going to have to absorb, and a couple of those guys are pretty good players, right? And so you got to have hoped that the kids you drafted are ready to step into their role. So the only point was, yes, it will be done. It's not easy, and there's always going to be players who are going to have to go who you probably don't want to see go, and there's always going to be players at the trade deadline that you want to see come in, and the Eagles may not be able to financially do it, and we'll see what people say about it then. <laughs> as I as I told someone on Twitter, Adam, uh, who was saying like this is no problem. They will. Or, they, they will. I said, go yeah. do a search though on Twitter. Yeah. I lost faith in Howie. Just do that search on Twitter. Yeah, but why? Why were they losing faith? Because what? he didn't trade for Jalen Ramsey, and he didn't get this guy, and he didn't get that. It was all because he wasn't well, getting guys that they wanted him no, to get. No, it wasn't just and that. I, but you had to pay Jalen Ramsey, give up two first round picks. They weren't doing that. This is they my just, point. That, yeah. that but they, when they say why won't you pay him. It's uh, we just now explained. It's why hard. It's, it's really hard. It's also it's also really hard to give up a lot of draft capital and pay a guy. It's like with mm-hmm. Ngakwe. You know, Raider Source told me, look, they weren't going to pay. They like the kid. I mean, they love the player, but you got to give up a first round pick, and you got to pay the player. It it's you have to make a decision if that's the way you want to build your roster. I mean, uh, what's he going to average over the first three years of his new deal? I mean, that's what twenty to twenty-two million a season. Yeah, think about what we were just yeah. talking about. Now you have to figure out a way a to get an money, extra twenty-two man. million dollars yeah. on your on your. And by the way, by the way, years. that's just in cash space. We're talking in real cash, which by the right. way, cash is way more important than salary cap. Mm-hmm. We need we probably need to start hammering that home. Cap is so less important than than cash. You have to basically once you once you've hit your your budget for the year that your controller. And the president gives you of the, every mm-hmm. football team and your owner. You, if if you're over, you got to go ask your owner. You hate, believe me, GMs hate asking their owner for more money. They don't like doing how it. many teams. How many teams spend the actual cap number for the teams every year? Like if it's two hundred and ten million, how many teams are actually have a budget of two hundred ten um, million? Well, no, they're not. It's the cash budget's way less than that. That's Always my less. point. I'm yeah. just. I'm having you repeat it for, yeah. so that people realize Way that less. Cash the number that you so see, yeah. very few teams actually go to the, that number and say, cool. Oh, not even they close. Have... Yeah, not even close. No, no it's it's, it's, you manipulate the cap, and Eagles mm-hmm. have been masters at it. Um, we'll see. It, it's, it's, you know, it, 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 it's not something fans have to worry about this year, but sure as hell have to worry about it next year. There's gonna, I'm yes. fascinated to see what they do and restructures and um, who leaves and who stays. It's I didn't want to go on like this. I didn't want to take the whole show up with it, but it's really important because we put it off. We we promised our listeners we'd deal with it after the um, the draft, and we've done that. Mm-hmm. There you go.
All right, that will do it for this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in the Eagles' intel. Big thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. Check his work out at uh, YouTube, Sports Talk with Broads. Check out his podcast, Process, with former Villanova basketball star Daryl Reynolds, and check him out on Twitter, at Broads81. As always, we thank Hunter a lot for all of his help. Remember, like we said, check out our YouTube page. Inside the Birds YouTube page has fresh content, along with InsideTheBirds.com. Got some great content on the site right now and coming up for the week, so make sure you check that out. All right, as always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.